0: Download all the freebies and still be stuck at square one. And darling, that's over for you today. Hey boo, I'm Kay Hillman. I'm a scientist turned five-figure photographer turned marketing and business strategist for female service providers building profitable businesses. I'm the coach for confused peeps. Boo-thang, it's time to ditch the hustle. Listen close, darling, as I snatch your mindset, clarify your messaging, and drop marketing gems. When you roll with me, you'll gain confidence, clarity, and sales as you become the highest version of yourself. Let's get this money hey boo hey happy tuesday or whatever day you're listening to this on so let's just jump right into this today i want to talk about some time-saving hacks or really just some things that i do to help me run multiple companies as well as stay sane as a mama so (laughs) let's talk about this as you guys know i run three companies um I have my social media agency, I have my um, photography studio, and then I have my coaching business. And I've talked about this in a couple of episodes back, but I've recently closed the doors to the agency. Um, Who knows if it's going to stay closed, but... I've closed the doors to the agency. um, And uh, even though I closed the doors to the agency, I actually picked up another business (laughs) that I'm working on as well. Um, It's nothing worth mentioning. Um, It's just like a little passion project that I've decided to pour myself into. So I'm still technically running three companies. as I said in that last episode, I also closed my photography studio, but if you're listening to this episode, you now know why. It's because your girl is on maternity leave. So, um I've closed the studio, um just to give me a little bit more freedom. But I'm talking from a standpoint of when I am managing all three companies at what time, at one time, sorry. Some hacks and some things that I'm able to do so that I can work on average 15 hours a week. So, on average i only work 15 hours a week and that sounds kind of crazy considering that i run three very successful companies um like every company is or let me say this every company is successful in its own right some companies aren't yet profitable they're they're getting to that point of profitability but other companies are very profitable and they do um they all do very well and so when i think about it from that standpoint i'm also thinking like wow Some of these companies, the only person that works for the company is me, like my photography studio. I'm the only one that works inside that company. So when I think about it like that, it's amazing that I'm able to work on average 15 hours a week, considering that there's so many moving parts and different things that we have to do. But I want to be really clear up front because I feel like people don't share the backstory. I'm just now getting to the point where I'm working 15 hours a week. So prior to really having King, and King is now too. Prior to having King, I was working around the clock in my businesses. So 15 hours, this happened over the course of three years of just learning, getting systems, getting processes and things like that in place for my business. And I'm not going to talk about those things. I'm just going to talk about some little things that I feel like you can do right now to save you time in running your business. So... Another thing I want to say is that while on average, I work 15 hours a week, some weeks I'll work like seven to 10 hours. And then other weeks I'll work 20 or 32 hours. Like it's a range depending on what season I'm in. So I really hit 40 hours. Um, If I do hit 40 hours, it's because like I'm bulk creating content, all that kind of stuff. Like right before I went on maternity leave, I did spend, you know, upwards of like 32 and 36 hours a week, but that's because I was bulk creating content. And so I just needed to put the hours in. But on average, when it comes to servicing clients, um, following up, doing invoicing, you know, the normal content creation, things like that, usually I'm able to keep that under or around 15 hours a week, which I really enjoy. Um, So just a few like time saving hacks that I want to share. First things first, something that I swear by, live by, everything. Tracking my time. If you are not tracking your time, you are missing out on a huge opportunity to become more efficient in your life and in your business. So I'm not saying you have to track like the time you spend doing normal day-to-day life things, but it's important to track the things that you're doing in your business so that you can see where you're spending your time. So I track my time with a platform called Toggle. It's um, it's a mobile app that you can use but you can also use the desktop version i usually use the desktop version um, unless i'm working for my phone and then i will use it on my phone but i use toggle to track my time and when i started doing that it really helped me see where i was wasting a lot of time because when i first started tracking my time I was tracking like, oh, I'm I'm engaging on Instagram, so let me, which I don't really do a ton of engagement on Instagram, but when I was doing that, I would like track the time, and I would look up and see that I had spent two hours on Instagram, quote unquote, engaging, but when I really looked at what I did in those two hours, it was a bunch of nothing, so I started to realize after tracking my time that I was starting to realize like where my energy was being used, and if it was being used in a way that wasn't actually productive and moving the needle forward in my business. So time tracking really just helped me a lot in seeing what I was doing with my time, but it also helped me to see where I needed some help. So there were certain things like, especially in the agency where I realized like, while yes, I'm good at creating content. I'm good at creating the graphics and stuff. It takes me too long to do it because I'm a perfectionist. Um, you know, I want things to be a certain way. When I start designing, I just kind of get lost in the sauce and now boom, I'm spending 30, 40, you know, almost an hour on one graphic. And that wasn't efficient, right? Like, At a a certain point, I wouldn't be able to take on more clients or I wouldn't be able to get the work done that I actually need to get done because I was spending so much time creating one graphic. And by tracking my time on Toggle, I was able to see what was actually getting done during the time that I said I was quote unquote working. Um, Also, tracking my time helped me to really dedicate time to my work. So... When I started basically clocking in, it helped me sit down and say, okay, this is work time, you know, so put the phone down, close the email, unless I'm responding to emails, like really focus on whatever that task is at hand and really be dedicated to this time. And so I chose nights and naps. So like right now it's not, It's nighttime. Um, as most of you guys know, I'm a night owl. So I love working at night. Um, And then nap time um, for a while, it was really um, consistent. We had really consistent nap time. So I knew that I would have like an hour window to do something here for nap time. Um, And it just like tracking my time helped me see where there was actual blocks of time in my life for me to actually get work done without sacrificing the time that I actually want to spend with my family. So that is like, hack or tip number one is to track your time use toggle and really be intentional about this like if you can do it for a week straight that will give you all the information you need to know about where you like where your energy is in your business like where are you wasting time where are you not as efficient where could you get some support and getting support doesn't always have to mean like hiring a full-blown you know um contractor or team well not not a whole like what i'm trying to say not an employee Um, you could hire a VA to help you with something, or you could hire a graphic designer to help you with something, right? It doesn't have to be you hiring like a full blown team, but just having that one person that can take the little things off your plate or just the things off your plate that it's really a time suck, right? Taking those things off your plate, that will help you become more efficient, thus helping you become more profitable because now you'll be able to actually serve more clients, get things actually moving out the door and get things done. So... That's the That's thing. Number one thing. Number two is knowing my income producing activities and prioritizing them. So I call these my IPAs. People call it that all the time. Income producing activity. I am very sure of what the things are that make me money in my business. And I tell people this all the time. Anytime I'm coaching inside the method, I'm always asking, what is it that's making you money? right? What are you doing that actually gets you to the point of making money? If it's not getting you to the point of making money, that should not be a priority for you. And this can be hard to hear, especially when like online and on Instagram, people are talking about, oh, you need to post this much. You need to do this. You need to do that. And it's like that stuff. Yes, it will help you grow. It will help you build brand awareness, but it may not actually be the thing that's making you money that's driving you sales. And so for me, what I like to use is, I like to um, look at things in a calendar view. So I look at my quarter um, in a calendar view, and I look at my month in a calendar view. And each month, I break down, this is the focus for the month. You know, This month, I'm focusing on brand awareness, right? Because in a month, I'm about to launch something, right? And so my income-producing activities, they're gonna look different from month to month. But I look at my calendar overall. Right now, Um, I've gotten into digital planning. So I currently use the Align Digital Planner for this. I'll link it below so you guys can see. Um, But it has a section basically where you can like look at the whole year at a glance. Um, You can look at the quarters and it's just, I really love the breakdown of it. But anyway, I'm saying all this to say I'm really intentional about especially in my work time, right? Because I know that I'm only working nights and naps, right? And at night, I probably will only do about two hours. Nap time is only one hour. So I really only have three good hours a day to get anything done. So because of that, I have to be very efficient about what happens in that time. And so I have to prioritize income producing activities. And so that's going to look like sometimes, yes, content creation. At other times, it's going to look like making sure that I am doing whatever I need to do to get on sales calls or to book sales calls. Um, It may mean, you know, working on content for uh, a challenge or, you know, making sure that I have the promotion uh, content or whatever that I need to uh, you know, promote a challenge or whatever it is that I'm promoting, right? Making sure that I'm actually selling and not just always creating content for engagement, but creating content so that people can actually make a purchase. Um, but being really clear on my income producing activities and prioritizing them during my work time has been like, it's been a time-saving hack because now I don't waste time on things that, At the end of the day, it's not bringing me any revenue, right? I don't waste time on strategies or anything that's not going to actually move the needle forward in my business. And I want to be clear about income producing activities. Um, I, you know, I know people talk about this a lot. It's not to say that like what you're doing doesn't bring you in any money, but you just want to make sure that whatever you're working on actually moves the needle forward in your business so for me I tend to not spend time on sales pages and um, you know I don't spend time like redoing my website and stuff like that like I have done those things Um, and I do kind of make little tweaks here and there but I know that those aren't the things that actually bring me in money at the end of the day. Um, Yes, of course, someone's going to go to my website, they're going to go to my sales page and they're going to check out. But usually for me in my business, they've connected with me prior to getting to my website. So a lot of times I'm actually sending people the checkout page, not the sales page. So it's just really important to know what is happening with your ideal client. Like, are they having a conversation with you in the DMs? And if so, an income producing activity Would be for you to hang out in your DMs, make sure you're responding to questions, make sure that you are um, engaging in their content and getting to know people, right? So that you can get them to the point of a sales call. That would be a better use of your time than tweaking your sales page or creating content on Instagram. And I I get it. Y'all know I love social media, but at the end of the day, you cannot spend all your time just creating content right? You just can't because it's not going to get you to where you're trying to go. You at some point you have to sell. And so if you're just creating that, you know, trending content or viral content or whatever, it's really not moving the needle forward. Um, Now, if you have a strategy behind it, of course it works, right? You have a strategy, you funnel people, okay. But a lot of times we're doing one or the other, right? We're either being really consistent with our content or being really consistent with selling. And it's important that especially when you are low on time, or you're just trying to save yourself more time, or you just don't have the energy to even spend, you know, doing all the things, really focus on what's actually bringing you money, the income-reducing activities. So the next hack that I wanna share is to batch create content when you feel inspired. So, I am one of those people and y'all have seen my content, so y'all know me by now. Y'all know, especially after I had King, your girl has just been hit or miss when it comes to content. Now pre-King, like those of you that remember me when we were She's the Creative and all that kind of stuff, like y'all know I was like on fire with content. I would post multiple times a day. I was just doing a little bit of everything. Um, But as all of you guys know, I also wasn't profitable during that time either. So I guess you know it is what it is, but what I want to say is that I've gotten to the point now um, with my business that I really am intentional about batch creating content when I feel inspired versus batching just because I have to do it. And this means that there will be periods of time where there is no content because either I haven't batched any or I'm just not in the headspace or I don't have the time or energy to prioritize content creation, right? Maybe sales, maybe, um, you know, Yeah, maybe sales, like usually it's sales is like the main focus. And so I'm not really focusing on creating content, but I'm focusing on having conversations and engaging and being a human being and actually serving people. Um, And so what I want to say is when it comes to content creation, I know, like I get it, girl, I get it, boo. They're telling you online, you got to be consistent. You got to do this. You got to do that. You got to post five times a day, whatever. I get it. And I'm not saying those things don't work because baby, when I do my little 30 day runs where I'm like posting a reel every single day, um, you know, like it, it does work. You know what I'm saying? The strategy does work. I'm also very intentional about being consistent on my like, my more evergreen platforms which for me right now is the podcast so like i there's a there's an episode that goes out every single week the only time you guys don't get a podcast um in the last maybe year is because it was a holiday and I usually skip the week that's a holiday. Um, but otherwise, there's a, there's an episode that goes out every week. I prioritize the podcast. And so when I do have that energy, when I am feeling inspired, I batch a bunch of these bad babies at one time. Like y'all are listening to this, but it's January 24th. <laughs> being fully transparent. It is January 24th when I'm recording this. And this is supposed to go live April 19th. So uh, is it April 19th? Yeah, it's supposed to go live April 19th. So... I'm saying this to say batch create content when you feel inspired and also be intentional about thinking ahead don't wait until the last minute um especially when it comes to like your evergreen content channels like if you're doing a youtube channel or a, a podcast or a blog those things can be done so far in advance and nobody would ever know or will they care right nobody cares if that i recorded this in january and it's not coming out until april nobody cares right now that i've said it you hear it and it's like, oh, wow, okay. But nobody's going to be like, oh, wow, okay, recorded that in January. I don't want to listen to January content. Like, what? <laughs> that's so weird, right? So, yeah, um, that's create content when you're feeling inspired. And when it comes to, like, your social media content, you know, really think about, like, how can I repurpose things? So if you don't have the energy to actually show up physically, and y'all know me, like, when when I'm pregnant, um, which it's funny because this, this last pregnancy, um, I... I, and people didn't know. So I had to kind of do things a little differently. Um, but even still, like I only really physically showed up when I had the energy to when I actually felt inspired. And one thing I want to say is that don't let content scare you. Like don't let content creation scare you. I think a lot of times we get so hyped up on like, oh, there needs to be a strategy. You know, I have to be, you know, I have to do this a certain way. Like the carousel has to be like this or the reel has to be like that. But truthfully, I have found the most success and the most growth in my content for my brand and for brand awareness, for that visibility that I'm always talking about. I find that that happens for me most when I make like a a random reel on the fly. Like I see an audio and I'm like, oh, this seems like a cool idea. And I literally right there just record it and call it a day. I find that those reels tend to blow up a lot better than when I try to like do this weird extra strategy, right? So I want to also encourage you, maybe you're not batch creating content because for some of you, like for some people, you can't batch create. Um, I know for me, like there are certain types of content, like I really struggle to batch create social media content. And so that kind of content, I really have to live in the moment. Um... But just know that like, there's nothing wrong with that. And it's also nothing wrong with taking a break. But if you do have to take a step back, just make sure that you have content that's happening somewhere, right? So one thing that's constant for me is the um, podcast. And it's also my CEO, um, my CEO corner newsletter. So if you're on the email list, you get an email, maybe every Tuesday, sometimes it goes out Thursday, it is what it is. Um, But just being really consistent somewhere, Is better than nothing, right? And I want to remind you that as business owners, your consistency does not have to be just on Instagram or just on Facebook or whatever social platform you choose. You don't have to make that the quote unquote consistent platform. It can be somewhere else. So that's that. I don't want to keep on like hitting on that point, but batch creating content when you feel inspired, just really like when you have that energy, just dig in and do as much as you can whenever you can. Um, and don't beat yourself up if you go through a period where you're like, listen, I'm not feeling content creation right now. I don't want to do this. And at that point, it's just about being really intentional about, okay, what is the income producing activity that I need to be focusing on so that my business still grows, so that I'm still making the impact that I want to make without having to focus so much on the content creation. Another time saving hack, I, I would be remiss if I didn't say this, hiring and outsourcing. Now, y'all know me, I always talk about how you don't have to just do this for your business, but you can also do it for your life. I mean, we've, we've had conversations about me hiring, um, people to do my laundry for me. Um, I've hired someone to come clean for me. Like I've hired someone to cook for me before. Um, so, and cooking also is like a great gift to give a a new mom or like not even a new mom, just a mom period. Like a week, a week of dinners. Thank you. Like sign me up, please. Like I would love that gift. Um, so, (laughs) so yes. Um, but outsourcing and hiring, it doesn't have to just be for your business it can be for things in your life just to free up a little bit more of your time so that you can either one spend it with your family or two spend it on your business right so maybe you're finding that like okay my family life it's doing okay um you know but my business like I'm really neglecting it by maybe outsourcing something that you do in your fam like in your home life maybe that will free up a little bit more time for you to actually spend on your business so just think about where can you Give yourself a little bit more space without breaking the bank, right? I'm not saying to spend, you know, thousands of dollars outsourcing all the different parts of your life to like when I outsourced laundry, I wasn't outsourcing laundry and cleaning and cooking. No, I outsourced laundry for one very specific reason. It was because I was going through a period. I just had King and it was like hot mess express. Like your girl could not catch up on laundry to save her life. Um, And also I don't like doing laundry. So that was also a whole other situation. But um, during like for a few months, I just outsourced laundry because I was like, I can't keep up and this is stressful. Um, then I went through a period where I was like yo I cannot cook like I don't like cooking this is not fun and I've never liked cooking so that, that's also another thing <laughs> so outsourcing meals was just like a super helpful thing um, currently I outsource grocery shopping so I don't um, which I've been outsourcing grocery shopping for a long time but I say this to say like outsource certain things in your life to free up some more of your time what's wrong baby Okay, so finishing up this idea of outsourcing, I just want to say that if there are like routine or consistent tasks in your business, it's nice to have someone that you can just hand off those tasks to, right? So it's nice to have that support that you can just be like, listen, I do this all the time or, you know, I don't really care to have to upload the replays or you know, maybe you don't want to respond to the emails or whatever. So having somebody that's on your team that can help you with more routine and consistent tasks, that is also a worthwhile investment. And so while I'm not trying to say that a VA should be everybody's first hire, you guys have heard me say this before, I don't know what I would do without my va so as you guys know my sister was my first va um and then she got like this amazing career opportunity and then i had to hire someone else and now the person that i'm working with it has just been so amazing to to know that those things that keep the business running get done without me having to always be the one that's doing them um and so sometimes like to to save yourself a little time it's it's worth the investment to pay someone to do those more routine um tasks and as you grow and as your business grows it's also nice to have someone that's on your team that can just be your right hand person and just kind of help you and pull things off your plate i think i mentioned a little bit earlier about my struggle with creating graphics in the agency and when I hired someone it was amazing how like I would literally go to sleep and wake up and everything was done and like it, it used to take me so long to create graphics, but with her, because that was her expertise, that was her wheelhouse. Like she could literally take my content, um, calendar and all my strategy and everything and boom, turn it into graphics and content. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, like, how did you do this so fast? Cause if it was me, it would have taken me forever. And so you can get your time back by making those investments. And When I got my time back from, you know, and I can just talk about like the content creation. So when I got my time back for that, it allowed me to bring on more clients. Same also with, um, with my coaching business. So that's what my VA really supports me most with is my coaching business. And I have been able to support more people because I have her on the back end that's helping me actually make sure I respond to inquiries and making sure that like, I actually get you know people their replays and their you know whatever deliverables they're supposed to get like she is in charge of doing all those things so having someone to support you in your business is also a helpful thing as well um but again don't sleep on outsourcing things in your personal life because baby that's like a game changer all right so the next time hack is i stick to my commitments that i make to myself so this is a big one for me if i say i'm gonna do something or i'm gonna show up a certain way. It's a non-negotiable. I just have to do it. And at a certain point, we have to just sit down and say, you know what? I'm committing to a weekly podcast episode. I'm committing to one post a week on Instagram. I'm committing to one sales call a week. Whatever that commitment is that you're making you have to stick to it and you have to show up for it no matter what if that means that you have to stay up a little bit later or for me the worst is when I have to wake up early like I know I'm slacking when I gotta wake up early um but if I have to wake up early I will do that um I've been thinking about playing around with YouTube probably by the time you guys see this I would have been a little bit more consistent on YouTube but with deciding to do YouTube I have to wake up early because that is really the only time that I would be able to record my videos and stuff um but it's just whatever commitment you make to yourself and your business you have to stick to it whatever boundaries you set for your life and your business you have to stick to it so for me right now as of this recording um i'm committed to naps and nights so that means when king lays down for his nap if i have things to do i don't take a nap um and y'all that is hard like that is hard to sacrifice the nap time to actually do the work, but I am committed to getting the things done that need to be done in my business. And so I use that hour because I also know that when King wakes up, I'm not going to work. Like I'm not going to want to work. I'm not going to really be able to work. So I have to stick to whatever commitment I make. So that's another time saving hack because it really helps you just figure out where your priorities are, right? Like I said, I chose naps at nights. And so for me, I don't go to sleep until I have at least completed one thing. And I'm not saying that you have to do every single thing every day. But What I am saying is, make sure you're moving the needle forward every day, or according to whatever plan that you've set up for yourself, make sure that you're just showing up for your commitments. Because the more you sweep stuff under the rug or let stuff pass by because, you know, oh, it got late, or oh, I'm tired, or oh, this. Like, the more you do that, the less, like, the harder it is gonna be for you to actually jump back in the game. So just really stick to the commitments that you make to yourself. Be be honest with yourself. Know what your capacity is. Know what your limits are. But if you say you're going to do something, you got to figure it out and you just got to do it. Um, the next one, the next time saving hack, this is like a little bit off, but it's so relevant. Fill the love tanks first. So for me, I focus on making sure that I fill King's love tank. I don't allow him to, or let's say this. I make sure that before I jump into work for the day, I make sure that he feels seen, that he has my time, my attention, my energy, my efforts. It's only when he's like, all right, mom, I'm about to go have fun by myself. That's when I will like pull out my phone to do something or work on my tablet or work on my laptop or whatever. But I really prioritize filling the love tanks of my family first because when I do that, They give me the time I need to do what I actually need to get done. On the other hand, I've noticed that in times where like King is like, all right, girl, you ain't been hanging out with me like you supposed to today. I can tell because of the way that he responds to me on the computer. Like King has walked up and just closed my laptop (laughs) and I'm like, oh, okay, I guess we're done and I have to be done because it's important to me to fill their love tanks first my husband oh my god lord knows I mean I don't know if y'all can relate but my husband he can be the most annoying person in the world when his love tank is not full and so when when he's not feeling like at capacity or and you know we have thresholds right there's levels to this he understands that I have to work sometimes and I understand that he has to work so we are respectful of each other's boundaries but there are times obviously where you know as business owners we kind of get tunnel vision right when we're in the middle of a launch or you know maybe we're having an exceptionally hard day with the kids whatever it is it could cause us to like really kind of shut out from everything else and so um when i notice him and usually for tay <laughs> tay, <laughs> tay will like come and sit next to me or he'll sit on the sofa and he'll just like start texting me tiktoks like he'll start doing like the most randomest stuff and then i'm like okay need some time. Let me close things down and just spend a little bit of time with them. But I really focus on filling, making sure that my family's love tank is filled first. Um, and of course, like I'm filling my own cup. Like I'm not saying, you know, put everybody above you, but you'll get the time you need when you, when you fill everybody else's cup. That's what I'll say. When everybody else is feeling full, and you're feeling full as well, you'll be able to show up a lot better in your business than when your kid is just screaming their head off and they're upset that you're on the computer and your spouse is like, you know, upset that you're not paying them any attention or whatever, right? Like it's hard to work under those conditions, but when they are well taken care of and you have had your cup of coffee or whatever, like you can just show up to your work a little differently. So filling people's love tanks and filling yours as well. The last little hack or a tip I wanna share is to schedule one day a week for concentrated work time, um, at least three hours, but ideally like a four to six hour block of time, one day a week, that's where you are concentrated work. Now this takes a little bit of finessing, like a little bit of, um, you know, planning, because obviously like if you have children, you will need childcare. Um, it will really, that's the, that's the biggest thing. Like if you have children, you need childcare. Um, but I have found like for me, I usually can like use Sundays. Um, my husband and the baby they have like a little date day or whatever. Well, not a date day, but like they have like Sundays penciled in for them to do whatever they do. Like they go to um, the grandparents' house, they do all kind of stuff. Um, and for that window of time, I'm able to work. I'm able to, um, sometimes take a nap, to be honest, I gotta take a nap. Um, but I, you know, I'm usually able to work during this window of time. And I find that having one day a week for just like a concentrated block of time, that's not me having to stay up late or, Sacrifice, you know, a nap in the middle of the day. Um, I find that having this one day a week really lets me get the big things that need to get done done so that throughout the week I'm not worried about it. I really enjoy knowing that throughout the week I don't have to worry about doing any work because I did everything like the big stuff on Sunday. Now, if Sunday doesn't work for you, that's totally fine, right? Um, Thursdays used to be my day, I used to do it on Thursdays and then I switched to Sundays. Um, But either way, like knowing that for the next week, I don't have to worry about creating content for social or, you know, recording the podcast episode or whatever. Right. Knowing that I didn't have to worry about that at the last minute really was like a huge time saving hack. Because if I had to spend like 10 minutes here working on content and 10 minutes there and, you know, like all those 10 minutes add up when I can just sit down for one day, you know, for a few hours in one day and actually get work done. Now, again, like I said, this takes some coordinating, right? If you have kids, you have to coordinate with your spouse or you have to coordinate with like a grandparent or something to help you out. And sometimes this isn't isn't always like something that's doable, right? Because depending on your family schedule and just the dynamics and stuff, it may not always be possible to get this day. Um, But even if you could split it up into two days um, where you get like one day is two hours during the day and another day is two hours, right? Whatever you have to do, if you can really find like concentrated time blocks. Um, and I, I really, I really encourage three hours, like three hours. I just find that's like the sweet spot um, for like really getting into the nitty gritty of a project and getting something knocked out. So if you can get that time, whoo, I tell you, like it's going to free up so much of your time during the week. Like some weeks, I only work nine hours a week because I got a three hour block or four hour block on Sunday. So really, I only worked. So if you if, like, obviously it's nine hours for the whole week, but four hours on Sunday, that means I only worked five hours Monday through Saturday or Monday through Friday, which is bomb.com. Like that is the dream. Um, and it's only because I've been able to have that one day a week of concentrated work. So that's definitely another time saving hack as well. It's one of my favorites because like, I really look forward to the Sundays that I, and I, I don't do it every Sunday, but the Sundays that I do get where I'm like, "Woo! this is my window of time to just like get ahead of life, baby game changer so those were my time saving hacks i'll run through them one more time so that we can like have a little recap um but the first thing track your time i use toggle second thing know your income producing activities and prioritize them third thing batch create content when you're feeling inspired fourth hire or outsource and this could be in your personal life and your business Um, five, stick to your commitments, six, fill the love tanks first, and seven, schedule one day a week for concentrated work. All right, boo thing. That was it. That was the whole whole thing. (laughs) Thanks for hanging out with me. And until next time, I will talk to you later, darling. Thanks so much for tuning in. Don't forget to follow me on the gram at Mrs. K Hillman and let me know you're picking up what I'm putting down. Take a screenshot of you listening to this podcast and share it in your stories and leave a young thug a review so I know it's real. May you walk in your purpose and call in each and every day to become the CEO and woman you were designed to be. Until next time, let's get this money.